Welcome to Applied Faith with Pastor Russ Falachi, Senior Pastor of Christian Church of Broomfield, located in Broomfield, Colorado. Our mission is to provide practical application of biblical truth to help you experience true purpose and lasting change that can begin now. Here's Pastor Russ. Well, let's uh, continue in our series. We're going to be winding this series or bringing it to a close here. Um, I'm not either this week or next week. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) But um, we've been talking about the reality of being born again, what that means, that when you're born again, you've been rebirthed, reborn, recreated to serve a living Lord. And in that service, you you are a, a person of influence, of great influence, because you are pointing people to the kingdom of God. It's what our life is about. We're wired for it through the Holy Spirit. We're able to think and see and hear differently because we have the Spirit of God in us, the Holy Spirit. And so we've been looking at the different aspects of our lives that are are meant to produce influence. And I think all of us at some level desire to have influence, to to, you know, have, have a life that when we get to the end of our life said it was well lived because I, I helped influence people. I helped change the world. I helped, make a, I helped make a difference, right? The best difference we can make, obviously, is that for the kingdom of God. Now, we're going to look at John 15.1. We're going to look at another very important aspect of our lives as born-again believers, the reality of our lives and where influence can be found. And if you look at John 15.1, Jesus says this. He goes, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now, he goes, abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do, what's that word? And I looked up nothing, and it means, nice, scholars, nothing. Now, who's heard this before? You can raise your hand, I'm just curious. And if you haven't, we're not judging you. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I'm just joking. Well, in this, we're going to look at this in depth a little bit because it's, it's quite profound what Jesus is um, speaking of, the truth that he is speaking of through this illustration. He's making two things very apparent to us who believe in Jesus, who have been born again. First of all, our life is now found in him. Our life is now found in him. The fullness of life, the purpose of life is found in him. Through his word, through obedience through his word, through obedience to his will, through our connection with him. Meaning anything outside of our connection and obedience to Jesus really cannot provide life. Now, things done outside of Jesus, and I mean that just by our jobs and responsibilities, if those are done in Christ, there's life, there's fruit. But when things outside of Jesus become our source of life, he's like, there's really no life. If those things are the driving factor in your life, there's really nothing that you can do, nothing of eternal value. You could do a lot of things that are of temporal value, right? I mean, the world is full of people who don't believe in Jesus who are extremely successful. That you could say, they're doing a lot. They've gained a lot. They have a lot. But Jesus was like, ultimately, it's nothing. Now, the second point he is making, 
It's as born-again believers, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are brought into something bigger than just yourself. We're going to see that we have been grafted into a body of believers. You're not just called as an individual. See, you're called as an individual who is meant to take their place in the body of Christ. You know, in the world that's becoming more and more isolated, more self-centered, the truth of the word is the church is a spiritual, it's a living spiritual organism that we are called into. And in our participation in this spiritual organism called the church, there is influence in life to be found because we were recreated to be part of it. See, Christianity, our belief, isn't just about us. It's not just about the individual. I think a lot of us can forget that. That yes, there is an aspect where it is very personal. There is a relational aspect with Jesus. But there's also a corporate reality too. And in this day and age where church is being replaced with the internet and live stream and people are doing church at home by themselves, people are like, well, what's the big deal? What's the point of coming together? Well, when you understand that the body of Christ is a living spiritual entity that we are to participate in, you realize if we are not participating in it, there is so much of life and influence not being experienced. You see, we're branches, this is what Jesus said. We're branches. I mean, they, they were very familiar with, you know, vines and grapes and grapevines and what that would look like. A grapevine isn't just one little branch. It's a bunch of branches. He's given them a picture of what the body of Christ looked like. I mean, maybe you can call it a tree. But the reality is, I, I, don't, I, I promise you I don't know anything about gardening. <laughs> But I, yeah. we, you guys want a little, little secret into our life at home in the backyard? We, put, we plant fake flowers. <laughs> we do. We got barrels full of full-bloom flowers that show up in March. It's amazing. Anyway, that's a side note. But I heard that if a branch is dead, it's good to cut it off because the dead branch affects the whole. It's why you prune. It's why you take care of your bushes. Because if you don't, those dead branches can affect the overall health of the tree. So I was out and I actually saw these two trees. And I took this picture. You could see that. These are the same species of trees. I have no idea what type of trees they are. So what I know is one looks good, one looks bad. Okay? Would you look to the one at the left and say, wow, that's a healthy tree. There's a lot of dead branches. See, Jesus was trying to create a picture. I would say it's easy for a church to feel like it's healthy because you've got some producing branches, but you've got a lot of people that don't understand that they have been grafted into the body of Christ, and they are not living for the corporate whole, but living purely for themselves, and that's a dead branch. And so this is what... A, an unhealthy tree looks like 
You still have life happening, but man, do you understand how much those branches are pulling from the life of the tree? And if those were cut out and removed, I don't know what would happen. Maybe it would get better. It would, thank you. It would grow. Okay. From a gardener. That one, I mean, look at that. Look, you see, what's the difference with the one on the right? Can we do, all the branches are producing leaves. It looks like a tree. It's healthy. Here, not so much. Jesus is saying, if you don't understand that, first of all, your life is found in me as a branch, you pull life from me, the vine, the trunk, that that's where your life starts. But you are a branch. You are a part of a bigger whole. So your life as a believer, as you grow in faith, Individually, part of that growth is understanding that you have something to offer here. And it's part of your responsibility, and it's a healthy, good responsibility. But do you see how the enemy would love to pull you from that reality and get you so focused on your life and your job and your career and your family and all these things? But he's saying, if those are your source of life, you're really not doing anything. So, this is not an illustration used just once. Paul builds on this illustration, but then he uses a different illustration. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says this. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So again, but all the members of that one body, being many, are still of one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one, what? Whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but... See, this is an important understanding. Again, he is saying you need to be healthy as that member, but you have to remember that your health also helps the bigger picture. You are a part of a body. You're not some renegade out there just living for yourself, doing Jesus' work without being connected to the body, to a body of believers. And he says this, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body? No. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the bo- is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole hearing, where would be the smelling? Now watch this. But now God has set the members. Who are the members? Who set you? And he set you into what? A body. Each of them in the body just as who pleased? Because he is the creator. He knows how he has made you, what he has wired you for, what gifts he has placed in you. He was placing you according to who he has made you and what gifts are in you. And if they are all one member, where would the body be? Now, same idea. Tree, vine, grapevine, branches, body, Influence is found, fullness is found, purpose is found, not just out there, but in here. We are a spiritual living like entity. You know that? The church is not a building, it's a gathering. And in that gathering, 
each, the gift mix does something to bring health to the body, vibrancy and growth. But a lot of times we judge our worth by different gifting. Well, I don't have that, so I'm not important. I don't have that, so it doesn't matter what I do. Or I come from here, how could I be of use? I struggle with this, so how could I really be a participating member in the body of Christ, right? But what you have to understand is that every part God has set and each has a specific function. And if it's not functioning, it begins to look like that tree, the unhealthy one. So, all right, let's just say here. Um, All right, here, come here. I mean, this is just beating it over the head, but okay, that's, that's you. Come on up here. All right, let me see. Let me see. I, I'm sorry, it's tangled, my bad. Henry, come on up. All right. All right, so you can stand facing everyone there. Come over here. If, if, yeah, not me. There you go. Okay. So, let's just, okay, you've been brought into the body of Christ, okay? You've been grafted in. You are now a member of the body. Now, Henry, you're, you're a phone. Your capabilities, I mean, you're a phone. Pretty important, right? Pretty crazy in terms of the technology and what it can do, right? A lot of attention is given to a phone, right? Because of what it can do. But you've come in, you're a wire, I'm a wire. <laughs> you're just a wire, right? And so maybe you're saying, well, I'm not a phone. So what good am I? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a wire. I mean, what, what, what am I going to do? I'm just a wire, right? Just I'm just wired, right? <laughs> so you don't even really know. You're like, I just know I have, I, I, I'm just this. I really don't even know what this is for, right? And you're like, I'm just a plug. <laughs> I'm a yeah, you're just, you're a brick, all right? <laughs> but again... A lot of times, it's, this gets the attention. This is what Paul is saying. You know, some of us are looking here and saying, oh, man, this is, these are the eyes. These are the biceps. This is the arm. You know, this is the stuff you could see. This is the stuff with strength. But I'm not that. I'm like the spleen. You know? <laughs> but what we do know is, as cool and as powerful as this is, what happens when there's no power? <laughs> it's useless. It's useless. So... What's it need to be able to stay working? Okay, so if we plug this into here, right? That's great and all. It's a conduit. But is this going to do anything? Nope. Nope. (laughs) But it's still important, right? Because without this, this has no purpose. But now we take the plug. (laughs) Now all of a sudden, the wire is making a lot more sense. Right Now you're like, wait a second, now I know why I'm here. I've been trying to be this, but now I know <laughs> I'm this. I'm so glad I discovered this because I know, even though people may not know, if it wasn't for me, this wouldn't be happening, and then this wouldn't be happening because you've just given purpose to the plug, and the plug has given purpose to the wire, and the wire now has found its purpose in giving power and energy to the phone. And this is just plugged into Jesus. That's, all, that's the best I could do. <laughs> But again, Paul is trying to make this analogy in a way that says each one of you are important. 
And the ones that aren't seen are actually given the bigger honor because they're doing things without the spotlight, without even the recognition, but they are given greater honor. So, yeah, great, we need a phone, but we also need a wire. We also need a plug. But often, all the attention is given to this. And people come in and out of church just thinking, okay, it's all about this. This thing will die eventually. It needs this. It needs this. And I don't know where all of you are in terms of understanding of, um, oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, you guys, thank you. Yeah, you just stay here. Yeah. But again, you weren't just brought into this body of believers just to have a comfy seat and to receive a sermon. This is a living organism, spiritual organism. Where's your place? I don't know. But if you're not looking for it, are you going to find it? No. But no, God has set you as a member as he pleased because he knows who he has wired you to be. He knows what is in you. And do you know that comparison is the biggest enemy of growth in faith? Comparison will kill you. Well, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. And I'm not like that. And really, you don't know what people are like. You're seeing this much of their life. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what they're struggling with. They're human like you are. But each of us are fearfully, wonderfully made, gifted to be part of the body of Christ. And in that, there is tremendous influence. Tremendous influence. We are not meant to walk alone. We are meant to engage in the body. That's why it's, well, let me read this. It just reiterates everything we just said or looked at. 1 Corinthians 12, 20. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Seem, seem to be weaker. They're not weaker. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, and these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, greater beauty, but our presentable parts have no need because they're, they're already out there. They're already out in front. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. Wow. It's incredible if you really think about it. That how God sees the body, it's the inner working. It's the unseen. It's the acts of service. It's utilizing your gifts for the greater good. And maybe no one will ever see it, but Jesus is like, I gave you greater honor because you're doing it without the praise of men. That's huge. But all of you are called. Every single one of you, every single one of us are part of this body and have a very specific purpose here. And I'm telling you, until you engage... You'll never know. It'll just be another place you can come. It's enjoyable, and maybe you get inspired, make some good friends. But until you're engaged and understand that you have something to offer here, you won't experience the life that's found in that. And it's important that all of us are understanding this because watch what he says in verse 25. He goes, that there should be no schism or division in the body. Once you understand that the body operates as a whole and every part is important, every part needs to work together to operate in health, 
He's like, there shouldn't be any division, but that the members should have the same care for one another. So how do we start investing in the body? We care for one another. We care for one another. And if one member suffers, all suffer with it. How do you, well, how do I become a member? Well, if someone needs help, you help them. And maybe you bring others to help, help you help them. Because we are all one. And we see it like that now. So if we have a member of the body, a branch that is hurting, we come and we try to give that branch health. We try to help that member become healthy again and strong again because we know if that one's weak, it's affecting the body, whether you know it or not. And I have, as a pastor, you, be, you can notice these things a little more because you're kind of looking over the operations of the church as a whole on a weekly basis. And you know if there's a schism, things don't feel right. You just know it. And you know that people don't understand that how they're behaving is affecting the greater whole. Or if someone's suffering, you understand as a church, it's affecting it. But man, it's a good feeling when you know that if this person is suffering or needing help, that you have a bunch of people that you know that you call, they can be there to help build that person up. There's no better feeling than knowing that willing, willing people to come and serve and to help and assist and to care. Now, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one, or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and members individually. So there it is again. So are we a body? Yes. 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 Are we individuals? Yes. yes. But are we one? Yes. yes. <laughs> are we one? Yes. yes. If you're here, you're part of it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> now, your participation is up to you. Now, Ephesians 4.11. Now, listen to this. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Now watch this. For the edifying of what? Of what? Now listen to this. The word equip actually means to put right. It was a word used to describe setting of broken bones or the mending of nets. So it's taking, we're here, teachers are here to help mend you back to strength, to help set your bone right again, to help give life to that branch. A body can't operate at full capacity if it's got a broken bone, Right? So he's saying, God has gifted some to be an instrument of people getting healthy so that they, as a unit, can become strong again for the building up of the body. Did you see that? The works of ministry start here, not out there, here. Remember, God has set each of you in this church as he sees fit for ministry within the house of God for the in the body of Christ. Your ministry starts here and then it goes out there. So this is where you could truly begin to discover who you are in Christ. 
by just seeking him going, Lord, I don't even know. Right? I I don't... uh." That's a good place to start, but at least you're asking the right question, right? What do I do? I know God is so good and that he so wants you to understand your place that he will answer your prayer. Know what gets in the way? Doubt, insecurity, fear, excuses, right? There are so many things that say, no, 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 you don't need to do that. Someone else will do that. Or who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are? What do you, you don't have anything to offer, you nuts. If they really knew who you are, they wouldn't want your help. <laughs> no, all of us come in as broken. <laughs> we are all being mended back to strength so that we could be a, a strong limb or member of this body and perform as we are supposed to for the greater good of the body. But some of us are wires, some of us are bricks or plugs, some of us are phones, some of us are... It doesn't matter. God knows how he's made you and there's value in each one. Guys, if you need life, if you're looking for purpose, if you just feel like you're drowning in the mundane aspect of life, the over and over again kind of, all right, I got this success. It's not doing it for me anymore. Trust me, it's here. Not just on Sunday. I just mean as we build relationships, that's where ministry really happens. It's in between the Sundays. It's, in, it's a checking up on people. It's encouraging one another. Who is in your sphere of influence that God has placed as friends and people around you that you could check on and just be there for? It's not so much the big picture. It's like the picture that's right in front of you, right? But if we all go our separate ways and only reconvene on Sunday or a special event, we're not totally getting it. How are you exercising your gift and who God has made you to be on a daily basis? Are you seeking on a daily basis? Like, Lord, how can I be a productive branch? (laughs) How can I bear fruit? What does that look like? And yes, every single one of us have our own lives that require our attention, that require our obedience, right? But it's there and it's there. It's both of them working together, right? Now, in verse 13, he goes, Till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And he's talking as a group that we should no longer be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love speaking the truth in love to one another, that we may grow up, that we may grow up in all things into him who is Christ, who is the head, Christ. The head, as literally like the body in a head. He's the brains of the network, right? From whom now the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. You see that? According to the effective working by which every part does its its. 
I looked up every. <laughs> it means every. Every part does its share. Now look at what it produces. It causes. It causes. It causes of the body for the edifying of itself in love. We're being built up in love for one another, care for one another. Love would have us seek out what our place is because we care for the body. And as we care for the body, we understand each person is a member of the body and we care for them, we love them, and we dare say, Lord, utilize me to help others within this community of believers. What is that? Because I know if I do my share, I'm helping the church grow in health. Because church growth isn't just about you know, one or two people, right? It's, we're a body of believers. And every single one of us goes out into the world. And imagine being able to bring people back into this place and they sense something different. There's a unity. There's an understanding. There's a health to what they feel. Something very different that you do not feel out there. Because it's not every man for himself. It's true community. And that's how it starts for all of us. Is understanding. Guess what, you all? Every single one of you are part of this tree. (laughs) Branch, 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 branch branch. There's no trunks. Branch. Just all branches. Everything. Branch. And when we're all operating, I'm telling you, what a, there's a difference in feeling. And I wish I could tell you what that looked like. But all I know is God does. And as he has called you here, he has brought you here for a purpose. That's to grow as an individual and as a member of this body of believers, Right? Look at 1 Peter 4. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for the body. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Doesn't mean sin won't happen. Doesn't mean you won't get offended. Doesn't mean humanity won't creep in here and cause some some problems, but love, the choice to love will cover that and continue the growth process. And he says, as each one, now watch this, as each one, do you know what each one literally means? It means each one of us. In case you doubt whether God placed anything in you, let's look at what his word says. And it says, as each one has received a what? Has received a what? Every single one of us have received a gift. So do not doubt that you have one. You just haven't maybe discovered it yet. Or maybe you feel like you're past your prime and you no longer can utilize that gift. Not true. As each one has received a gift, what are you supposed to do with it? To who? Who's one another? Us. Right. Any question? This is where life is found, influence is found, because a gift is meant to be given and not everyone has the same gift. So I need to receive a gift that you have that I don't have. Vice versa, right? All of you carry something. All of you carry something. Every single one of you. I don't care if you're a day in the faith or 70 years in the faith. You have a gift. 
You have something that is meant to be ministered and given for the health of the body. And you are just as important as any other gift. It's needed. It's necessary. You're not just a warm body to fill a seat. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the grace of God. And then in Colossians 3.12, it says there, this. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender, here we go, here's that getting dressed again, right? Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. This is instructions for the church body. This is instructions for the tree. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the great peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in what? One what? Again, he's given the bigger picture here. This is why we do it. Because your actions matter. They matter to the bigger picture. If you are withholding love and care and kindness, you are affecting the whole, whether you know it or not. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. He's just saying, guys, do stuff that produces the goodness of God in you. Speak and do things that only reflect the goodness of God and remind people of who he is and how blessed that we are. And he goes, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wow. It's like right there in plain sight, right? That's why I gave so many different verses from different books, from Jesus to Paul, Peter. They all got it. We're all part of one. We can't forget that. We can't forget it. I mean, any of you that have played a team sport, you know, if there's a bad apple in there, it affects the play. If there's an egotistical maniac in there, it affects the play. If there's tension, it affects the play. Don't be that. If you're a toe, don't be turf toe. If you're a bowel, don't be an irritable bowel. (laughs) I could just... (laughs) Sorry. I had a split second. Do I I not do? I do. Okay. (laughs) That's right. Well, you all... um, It's a lot to take in, but really, if you leave with anything, just know you're here for a reason. You've been set here, placed here as a member to be utilized, to have your gift utilized, to be ministered, to use it to bless, to use it to give, to use it to help build up. It's not a one-man show. It's not a two-man show, five-man show. I mean, it's all of us together. 
And that's why, you know, even, you know, doing a one service throughout the summer and doing these you know, times afterwards and, you know, even eating today, it's, you know, it's not meant just to fill our bellies, obviously, but it's meant to get to know one another. The more we know one another, the more that a gift can be drawn out. You know that? Sometimes you don't even know what's in you until you hear someone talking and they're going through something and all of a sudden you have like wisdom and a desire that was, you've never experienced before. But you don't know it until you get together with others, right? So let's not be isolationist, right? Let's continue to, to gather. You know, even as we go back to two services, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, let's continue though to understand that we are one, right? And we're blessed to be part of this, right? Come on. This is a great church. We're doing a lot of things well, you know? Yeah. We're just going to keep doing it. So, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, that you have called us to this place, that you have called us, Lord, as individuals, but yet as a group, as a body, Lord, to minister to one another, to, to grow as one, Lord, into you. And in that, Lord, comes influence here and even outside of these walls, Lord. But Lord, I just pray for any division. I pray for any hurt. I pray for any fear, Lord, or doubt. Lord, today your words would just help prompt people to say, I'm not going to think about all that. I'm just going to, I'm going to seek, Lord. Help them just seek, and I know they'll find. But Lord, I thank you for your spirit of unity and peace within this body and this house, Lord. Lord, that it's really your spirit in us gathering in your name that creates the church, not these walls. And Lord, we thank you that your grace and mercy goes with us. And that even as we are out, Lord, we are still connected. As we are out in the world, we are still connected. And I pray, Lord, that that connection grows stronger and stronger so none of us ever feel alone, but we know we have a place to come or to reach out to. But Lord, we give you all the grace glory and our praise and our thanks for your grace and your mercy and your love. Amen. You've been listening to Applied Faith with Pastor Russ Falachi, an outreach of Christian Church of Broomfield, located in Broomfield, Colorado. To contact Pastor Russ, visit his website at russfalachi.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, an alive faith is an applied faith.